All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. It is not simply enough to beat the Arizona Coyotes tonight. You need to make them wish they don't have a franchise. You need to beat them so bad tonight that the people of Tempe vote no on the referendum on a new arena. That is the goal as the Oilers take on the Coyotes. Let's get into it with the lead. All right. The chat is already very active. We have a loaded show today as well. Oilers Nation every day, live on the Nation Network YouTube, live on Oilers Nation Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, coming to you from the Sports Closet Studio, the lead is brought to you by our friends at Soho. You know they got lunch specials every day? I'm on their website right now, SohoYeg.com. $9 lunch special, soup sandwich. It changes up every day as well. Whether you want to hit them up for lunch, you want to go before the game, or go watch the game on their 100-inch screen. Soho is the spot to be for so many different occasions. It is also a short for Giant Game Day, and that means Jay is along for the show today. Liam's here as well. Frank Saravalli is going to stop by in like 10 minutes to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Look at this. The whole crew's here. Jay's rocking the Oilers Nation flannel that you can get at nationgear.ca. I'm feeling good. I've said that for a lot of games in a row. But Jay, I'll start with you. My my line off the top, like it's not enough to just beat the Coyotes tonight. You need to beat the wheels off this team. I couldn't agree with you uh, anymore. Uh, Washington should have been an easy win and somehow we yep. let them dictate and dominate the game and outwork us arizona i mean this is borderline an ahl team if we cannot step up and absolutely what's the super puck line three minus three and a half like if they can't hit that we've got issues liam your thoughts on uh, tonight's matchup against the arizona coyotes agree i agree i mean 
it's the Arizona Coyotes. They are the worst team in the NHL, and we are supposed to be a Stanley Cup contender. You have to come out and dominate them no matter how many plays you have out on the lineup. Like, the Oilers have to win this game. And if anybody knows an Edmonton Oiler, tell them the game starts around 7.37 tonight and they need to be ready. Bad starts. That is the big part of the lead. I got an article coming up a little bit later today over on the site just about how poor their starts have been. We've talked a lot about how often they're giving up the first goal. That is terrible. But I want you guys to take a stab at this. How many times, and Jay, I'll start with you, how many times do you think the Oilers have given the other team the first power play of the game? Oh, wow. How many games have we played? 26. 24, 26. Uh, 15 times. Liam, what do you think? I'll go uh, 20. 19 times. The Oilers have given the other team the first power play 19 times out of 26 games. That is terrible. And considering that their penalty kill is absolutely pathetic as well, that to me, that's going to be one of my keys to the game is like, just don't take a dumb penalty in the first like five minutes of this hockey game because that completely kills your ability to roll lines. It kills your ability to gain momentum. And considering the fact your penalty kill probably can stop the average midget double A team right now, like it, you can't be, you can't put yourself behind the eight ball like that early. It's, it's been a big reason why they've started like shit a lot of nights. And just yeah. lack of overall hustle. Yep. I think that's a great point as well. Um, we are going to have some Eric Carlson talk on the show right away with Frank. But first, I want to let you know that the Nation Network YouTube chat is alive and well. And uh, we got a message in here that I want to pass along from Groosh Monkey, who says, just wanted to say I moved to Hawaii in June and Oilers Nation has been awesome for my hockey withdrawals. Thanks, Tyler. I love that. I love that. Aloha. For you. I love the weather for you right now. Yes, aloha. Um, I also want to know in the chat, I would love to hear from more people who have maybe watched the show but haven't been in the chat yet. If you've never commented in the chat, drop something in there right now. Say hello because it's a good time. I see a lot of the regulars are in here as well. Dr. Gonzo, Hyman is back, stoked for a three-point night. Redman followed it up. Hyman, anytime goal score, hammering. Luke was in with the first like on the chat. And Chris says, Oilers start on time challenge. Possible. Oh, man, wouldn't it be something if the Oilers just put the pedal to the floor and did not let up all game on the Arizona Coyotes? Jay, you mentioned the Oilers on the super puck line. Can I interest you in a little Oilers minus five and a half goals at plus 900 this <laughs> evening? Oh, that is delicious. Why not sprinkle that's a few so, bucks on that? so it, aggressive. Wow, but like, should they not win by six? I've put, like, <laughs> I've spent $10 on worse things. Exactly. I, I just I'm trying to manifest what's supposed to happen here. Like we're playing the Arizona Coyotes. We just lost the Capitals. Our season is not going to plan. We've got some glaring holes and I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but like we have to just destroy the Coyotes. If we don't like what the hell are we even doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta Liam. find they gotta find a way. Like this team we saw it I had an idea against Chicago that they had the ability to dominate teams and then fell asleep for that five, ten, five, eight minutes, whatever it was. Like tonight they've kind of just gotta play like they did against Chicago, minus that really shitty ending. Like 
just go out and dominate them. Like you're more than capable. They're loading up the top line again tonight and not spreading it out. So that clearly shows to me that they think they're just going to rely on those three guys to go out and probably get them a win tonight, right? That's like a bad signal. Yeah. That shows me that like they're scared. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they got to go super nuclear on the first line there, that like <laughs> we're masking some serious issues that we have and that we need to do that to be able to get past the Arizona Coyotes, which it's a weird signal to me. It is. Uh, this is a Coyotes team that, you know, they, they are absolutely ripe for the picking. This is their 14th straight road game. The end of a 14-game road trip. The schedule Which makers means they're going to the win, Tyler. This is how these things work. <laughs> I know. The Coyotes on this trip so far are 4-6-3, and three, but it's worth noting they won the first three games of this road trip, which means in the final 10 games or in their last 10 games, they have won one victory. Brutal. Once again. Brutal. They have only... <laughs> You know what? Hedge your bet and go Arizona puck line as well. <laughs> Take Oilers minus five and a half and then Coyotes minus one and a half. And it, one of them is going to hit tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to get to Frank Saravalli here in a couple of minutes. Um, I don't have a name for this segment today. So if you have one and want to drop it into the chat, feel free. Uh, the first area we're going to get to with him, and I want to run it past you guys, is Eric Carlson. We saw this thrown out by the folks at TSN yesterday that you know, may, internally, there may be some people pushing for the Oilers to go get Eric Carlson to help their blue line. As you can see here, he's having a tremendous season. He has almost matched his point output from last year in 22 fewer games. Do the Oilers need another defenseman? Yeah. Do the Oilers need another offensive-minded right-shot D-man? Probably not, because they have two of them in Evan Bouchard and Tyson Berry. And that's not me saying Evan Bouchard and Tyson Berry are on Eric Carlson's level in the slightest. That is not the case. We know that. But Eric Carlson has four more years after this one. Four more years after this one at $11.5 million on the cap. Let's do some Uremchuk math. You call up the San Jose Sharks. You say, we're interested, but we need to give you enough contracts to make this cap hit work. So you throw in Tyson Berry. You throw in Yesa Pugliarvi and you throw in Warren Fogle. That's four and a half plus three is seven and a half plus two would be nine and a half plus the extra 750K would be 10.25 million. You throw in your three biggest slash worst contracts and you're still $1.25 million away from being able to make this thing work. And the, the Sharks aren't going to get a lot for Eric Carlson if they find a team that can take his salary. It's also worth noting Eric Carlson has a no trade clause. So what are the odds he wants to come to Edmonton? I would say this doesn't make any sense for me. It would be just impossible to make the money work. Even if you found a way to make the money work, I don't think he's a perfect fit because this team needs to be better defensively. They don't just need better offensive defensemen, better defenders in their own zone. And I get the argument of sometimes Having players who can push the puck the other way is good defending. The best defense is a good offense, but that is not what the Oilers need. Jay, before we get to Frank and Liam, before we get to Frank, Jay, your thoughts on these Carlson rumors, do they make any sense to you? First of all, we can call it friendship with Frank Saravalli. Okay. 
Okay, so you're telling me internally we have interest in the best defenseman in the league at the moment? Like, color me fucking shocked. 31 other teams have the same interest in the having that guy on your roster. So let's let's put it that way. Now, to make a trade like this happen, you can't just dump bad players, bad contracts on them. You have to actually, this is one where you actually have to move Boosh. Um, because they're going to want someone with upside, someone that can uh, have, uh, I guess, some team control, someone that can, but like that's to make them want to move that. Because also we need to reta- probably have them retain a hair of salary. So you're talking about them, maybe you can get them to take a pooly RV, and then you have to unload a bunch of picks. So yes, anything is possible. A good GM can pull this trade off. It can happen. But we have to cause mass disruption. And I think it has to come. You're right. We're not improving defensively with that. We're improving offensively from the defensive end of the rink. So we still need to address some of our defensive woes um, throughout the throughout the season if we're going to actually open this up to be a real uh, contender. But like the idea of having Nurse and Eric Carlson on your team is very appetizing. But like, like I said, a lot of things have to be in play, and a guy like Boosh has to be a part of it. I guarantee you they're going to demand Boosh, especially because we need them to retain some salary, even if it's just $2 bucks. So if think about that. That's not my bias against Boosh. I still believe in Boosh. Well, it probably <laughs> is. Um, but Liam, your thoughts on this before we get to Frank? I guess just quickly, they're, they're probably going to have to find another team to get involved in this one way or another to get the salary down. Um, I agree with what Jay said. They're probably going to. Sorry to cut you off, but like four more years. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. I'm going to sign up to take that. So you're going to you're gonna have to get San Jose to do it, and you're going to have to load up and give them some some future. Like, this is a guy with term, Tyler. So we've got to give them someone with upside, and it's got a long career ahead of him, right? So it's not Tyson Berry. I'll just say, outside of everything Jay just said, Ken Holland has some pretty good connections in, with Swedish players, no? Cromwell. Zetterberg, Lidstrom, maybe they just get in his ear a Who's little bit with, Car- uh, with Carlson and <laughs> Nyquist. How could we forget? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's how they, they persuade Carlson to waive his no trade clauses is, is one of those guys. I don't know. But it seems seems like a very tough ask for Holland to get this guy out. But if the rumors are out there, he's clearly trying to do something. I just love it. Like, do you, Internally, they have interest. Like, oh, my God. Who doesn't have it? Yeah. Like any, like, that's the silliest thing I've heard. <laughs> uh, Liam, what's our, we're at 19 likes right now. What's our like goal for today's show? 46 for George LaRock. No, 65 for Eric Carlson. No, 46. Okay. It's George LaRock's birthday, Jay. Come on. So then maybe 65 too. Manifest Carlson. We, we thought 27 was 49, too and that's how many goals the Oilers should score against the Coyotes. <laughs> Liam, Liam, I like your ideas. We're not going to let Jay just run over your segment on the show, all right? I, I believe in you. Uh, let, quickly, before we get to Frank, he's down in Philadelphia. This is a very global edition of the show today because we got Dylan checking in from Mexico. We got Pateri checking in from Finland. Spencer, it's his first time in the chat. He just said hello. Mattis is in from Australia right now as well. And then, of course, we had our friend uh, earlier on in the show, Groosh Monkey, saying hello from Hawaii. So it's a, we're covering a lot of the globe here in the chat, which you absolutely love to see. Hammer that like button as well. Just saw it jump up. Uh, we have our insider today, as we do every Wednesday on the show. Let's get to, as Jay called it, friendship with Frank Saravalli. 
Um, okay. Also, because Frank, you sent me an email saying it's your birthday today. It's not. The chat is now convinced it's Liam's birthday today, which it's not, right, Liam? Did you let them in on the bit? It was covered yesterday on Real Life that. So basically, the story is Spiced Oil made a meme that I screwed over bagged milk on his birthday. And he set the date as today, which, Frank, I'm going to loop you into this. You you sent it to me and said, is today Bag Milk's birthday? I instantly <laughs> felt like shit because earlier in the day on Real Life, I had made a joke to him about how people like you less as you go through your 30s. So now I feel like a bag of crap because not only did I forget his birthday, I made fun of him for getting older on the podcast. And then Jay buys into this bit. And tells me, yeah, that's why I bought a bottle of wine for bagged milk because it's his birthday today. So it was terrible. It was all around a terrible experience for me. Thank you for this, Alex. But Frank, this started with you and I will never forget that. Well, I also continued the bit because I asked you if it was his birthday and you were like, shit, I think it might be. And then I was like, well, I'm from Philly. So what's your excuse? And then I kept it going because you kept sending me stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what's happening, but I wished him happy birthday. And he said, thanks. And then it just kept going. I've got some funny screenshots of my conversations with Tyler while he's at the game, while he's trying to decipher if it is in fact Bag Milk's birthday or not. And then I get a text from Bag Milk saying, hey, it's not my birthday, but thank you. Uh, let's just <laughs> keep it going for Tyler. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys, you guys got me good you, on that. You and know what that means, Tyler? Me. You're too easy I'm a terrible of a mark. Friend. Yeah, that too. Um, it's it's pretty easy to rattle me. I fully acknowledge that. Um, it is actually George LaRock's birthday. So happy birthday to former Oiler George LaRock. Uh, Frank, I'm going to steer this thing back on the rails. We were just talking about Eric Carlson before that. Oilers fans want to know, is this legit? Are these substantial rumors? Do, could the Oilers actually be seriously looking at acquiring this guy these are illegitimate rumors near as i can tell them not to rain on anyone's parade um and certainly not to call into question some reporting from darren dreger on insider trading a friend uh but in this case near as i can tell the sharks internally this seemed to be news to them um that they would potentially be interested in eric carlson and what's interesting uh, Jay, listening to you talk about it is I, I don't think you have a f like a super firm grasp on how tough that contract is to move because if the Sharks are retaining any bit of it, they're not going to get much in return. And if they're not retaining any of it, they're getting nothing in return. So the way it was framed to me today when I asked around about this deal was, okay, let's say from an Oilers perspective, this was like mm -hmm. a, a who says no type proposition that was put to me and it was pull your RV in exchange for Carlson and the sharks retaining 50%. And I said, okay, so tell me who says no. And the answer was the Oilers say no. I mean, that hip <laughs> J. <Jay? laughs> That, like I'm dumbfounded. Did that, I just at, make at everyone like we're, we're mics I, I, I here? Like what just happened? A half billion cap hit is very intense to take on, and they can move on from Puliarvi in four months. So they've totally opened up space for them. So that's a. I understand that, 
but still it's Eric Carlson. But you need a team that's willing to take like the Oilers aren't willing to take on eleven and a half. Like they, we can't fit it, so we need them to. He, eat you said fifty percent though. Oh, you said oh yeah, fuck. Oh, Why man, would the Oilers I mean, say no, Frank? Why would the Oilers say no? Well, because then they also have to pay Bouchard, and maybe right now he's obviously not as good. Well, clearly, but like showed something last year to the point where. They might have a $1 million version of Eric Carlson right now that is then going to get How in the way of whatever they'd like to do later. The two. <laughs> I knew that would set up. Walk yeah. me through how they're the same person. No, not saying at all they're the same person, saying that if Carlson makes 11 and a half and Bouchard makes under one, and, and obviously he needs a big raise to, you know, to get part of the way to that next deal. But as a 43 point defenseman last season that, and doesn't have the injury history that Carlson has, doesn't have the contract in the term at this moment, doesn't have a lot of the other baggage that comes with it, which by the way, would also include Eric Carlson waving his full no trade to come mm-hmm. to Edmonton, which I think is a hard enough sell as it is that maybe they're better off just, maintaining the assets that they have re-signing Bouchard and seeing him take sort of the next step in his career and then having that moving forward instead of the potential baggage that comes with Carlson four more years that is pretty intense and he's injury now right like you can see the games played on his chart there my question to you Frank and 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 I guess I I agree with the logic uh but do we can we not agree that the Oilers like their window is now, and we need to do things to address that? We can agree with that, and I would actually say that that's probably the motivation for why something like this was reported was to more or less throw some raw meat at the fan base, which is exactly what you guys are chewing on today. To say that this team needs to, you know, needs to make things happen. Like they're in a critical year with their core. They made strides last year. Missing the playoffs is not an option. And that basically it's a signal to everyone else in the front office that changes need to be made in terms of getting this team heading in the right direction. And so I fully believe that the Oilers are going to be a big player. But I still, at this very moment in time, have a hard time believing that the big swing that the Oilers are going to take their bat off the shoulder for is going to be for a defenseman. That's interesting. I, um, so I, I want I'll the Kavid to know that I, I totally dismiss like this Carlson thing. The po- possibility of it is zero, and it's exactly that to get us riled up. But like, I don't think it's a reality. My, my question for you is, who should the Oilers target uh, in the defensive market right now? If they're going to be targeting anyone, the, I think the last thing they need is a power play specialist. And yes, um, Carlson is really good at exiting the zone and he's a way better transporter of the puck than anyone that the Oilers have. But if you consider Tyson Barry and his skill set, you consider Evan Bouchard and his skill set, what you need is is an actual defender, someone that 
can help shut down and limit opportunities, kill plays in your own end, be tougher to play against. When you see someone like uh, Protast the other night and the takes that he had to the Oilers net, get rid of those chances and opportunities that you're facing that makes life really difficult for Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. So who are the guys that you should be talking about? They're Vladislav Gavrikov in Columbus. Uh, maybe someone like a Nick Jensen in Washington. Um, go through the list of players that are in the last year of their deals as rentals that have that type of defensive mentality and skill set to make this team better as a secondary acquisition to what the Oilers would do up front. Following up on this conversation a little bit, because you talked about, you know, well, they spend the big assets to go get a D-man. You're not sold on that. There's also something to be said about you can get better defensively by adding good forwards too, right? Like adding a third line center who's really strong in his own end. That can help you defensively and also fix some issues you have with your depth. I think that's a really good point, and it's something that we probably overlook from time to time um, in terms of figuring out how teams are successful. Uh, let me give you a recent example. I was talking to a general manager last week who had said, hey, have you watched how someone like Josh Mahura has played in Florida? And I was like, "He's kind of." it was kind of a nothing acquisition for them. If I'm not mistaken, he was a waiver wire pickup very early in the season. Yep. The Panthers get hit by injuries, and all of a sudden, Josh Mahura steps into the lineup, someone from Anaheim that there wasn't a lot of talk around, but it was a solid skater and he comes in and looks really good. And his answer was, it's not because Josh Mahura is really good. It's because look at the centers that the Florida Panthers have and how defensively minded they are, how much help they provide for their defensemen. And then contrast that to the centers that the Anaheim Ducks have had and all of the lack of relative help that Mahura had in Anaheim and all of a sudden he looks like a different player. So to me, when you add all that up, I think it, it speaks to the value of your forwards and the, the importance that they can pro, uh, provide in terms of playing in your own end, uh, particularly with back pressure. You see that with the Toronto Maple Leafs and how defensive minded their forwards have been that I think have covered up for a lot of the, inefficiencies of their defense right now given the injuries that they have mm -hmm. the big conversation we've we've been having over the last well it feels like forever with this team frank is that they can't start games on time they are one of the worst first period teams in the nhl and i wanted to pick your brain a little bit as someone who's been in a lot of NHL locker rooms and things like that. We have some people who are like, oh, it's on the coaching staff. They need to do a better job of motivating the players. Some people say, oh, it's on the leaders in the team. They need to do a better job of making sure everyone's playing up to the right standard early. What do you make of the Oilers just being inexplicably bad early in games? Because I, I like the coach thing for me makes no sense. It is not a head coach's job to have to motivate a group of NHLers 82 times a game. Is that fair? Or 82 games a year. Well, Rick Bonus was actually asked about that in Winnipeg just earlier this week, and his exact quote was, I'm not a babysitter, which I think was spot on in the sense that this is the NHL. If you need smelling salts or someone to squirt water down your back in pregame warmups in order to get you juiced up for another game, well, then you're probably doing it wrong. Um, 
I think for me, my level of concern with the Oilers and their starts is probably lower than you might imagine. It's like a six out of 10. And the reason for that is I'd be way more concerned if they got down in games and didn't have the fight that they've shown in third periods, because I think it's a lot harder to find the second part of that in your game than to find the starting on time button, which I think teams eventually figure out for the most part. Fair. Fair enough. I wanted to wrap this up with a non-Oilers question. Shane Wright, what a, what a moment that was last night, scoring in his first game back from the AHL, doing it against the Montreal Canadiens as well, which is great. Um, is there a chance that Shane Wright, you know, if, if he plays a couple of good games here, could that change the Kraken's plans for him at all for the remainder of the season? What's the latest there? I mean, you always have to allow for that possibility, Tyler, but I don't think that it should. I don't think you should be making a decision on a development plan for a player, especially one that's been as highly touted as Shane Wright based on that. And I think the proof is more in the pudding of how this season started for the first six weeks where he was a healthy scratch for so long that it finally opened up a window for them to send him down to the AHL on a conditioning stint as an 18-year-old when you're not allowed to play in that league. And so he did play pretty well in the AHL, four goals in five games before coming back up, and maybe that helped his confidence. But if you want to see his confidence boosted even more, send him back to play with players of his own age, which, by the way, there will be a number of other NHL players that are coming back for that tournament that you know let him go dominate let him go win a world junior gold medal in uh, Halifax and Moncton over the holidays and then at that point you can then reassess the situation of what to do next do you keep him in the NHL and burn the first year of his deal or do you send him back to junior where a lot of people would be expecting a trade from the Kingston Frontenacs to a team that would be competing in the OHL standings and for the Mem Cup fair Man, I, you're talking about him going to the World Juniors. Can you imagine that Canadian team like needing a goal late in a game? And it's like, all right, we're going Gunther, Wright, Bedard, and Brant Clark as our first four guys over the boards. They have the potential to be an absolute juggernaut with some of the guys they're getting back. Yeah, and don't uh, don't forget about the uh, chemistry that he has with Brendan Hoffman as well. That uh, certainly could come into come into play in that tournament. Frank, appreciate all the insight. Appreciate you blowing our minds earlier in the segment as well. The chat was hilarious too, so we'll get to that. Uh, thanks for doing this though. We'll chat again next week. Take care, guys. I thought the the mics were on mute for a second that no one was talking. I, I feel like we need to like pause just to read. I had a really all process that. Yeah. All right. Okay. There you go. It is a short for giant game day. So let's get to that here uh, today on Oilers Nation every day. A big thanks to Mr. Saravalli for stopping by short for the giant. They are your spot out in Sherwood Park. Got some fun stuff planned with them over the holiday season. Liam and I were out at the dealership and then we went to Lakeland Ridge School in Sherwood Park and loaded it up with some goodies for the food bank as well, which was a lot of fun. Uh, game day tonight against Arizona. Let's give our keys to the game. We're going to start with our keys. I got two for you guys. I got a giant key and I got a small key. My giant key is just start the game well, please. Please, in the first 10 minutes of the game, just be the better team. Don't take a dumb penalty. Don't give up a goal. Shoot a lot of pucks, bang bodies, all of that. Just play good in the first 10 minutes. Like that is far and away the biggest key tonight. I, I think it should just be a unanimous, actually start the game on time. Like, that's got to be it for literally every single Oilers fan yeah. watching the game tonight. That's got to be it. The other one for me is, I guess, 
I think reward players who deserve to be rewarded. Maybe that's like a bit of a weird one, but this team is obviously missing a lot of guys right now. So if that third line is buzzing, like play them more and hope they generate a little bit more. Like we saw it slightly with Dylan Holloway the other night too. And mm-hmm. I just think that's a way to build confidence throughout this team is reward good play and don't necessarily punish bad play either. Like it's got to be a bit of a learning curve right now for the Oilers. So yeah, hopefully tonight's a spot they can figure out a way to come together as a team and play a little bit better and then move forward from that. Jay, what's your key? So the one thing the Arizona Coyotes actually are is hardworking because Mm -hmm. everyone's written them off. So, you know, they're out there busting their ass. You know, they go down 2-0 in Calgary last game and quickly tie up the game and, you know, it made it a really close game. Like, they're not going to be easy. No. You know, Washington wasn't going to be easy. You saw what a hardworking team does to us. So we just have to reciprocate this effort and stop stooping to the other team's level. Yes, show up on time, but, like, just outwork these guys. There's more talent on our team, but, like, let's put in the effort. Like, we're, you know, we're trying to do a lot of fancy stuff, and I know when you got Connor and Leon together, like, fancy stuff happens. But, like, to your point, Tyler, let's get lots of shots on net. Let's just, let's just yep. like do the hardworking things that need to be done to win a hockey game and don't take your foot off the gas and let me win my bet of minus three and a half puck line. Like, just go and do that. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Like, what are we even talking about here? The fact that we have to get ourselves pumped up <laughs> against the Arizona Coyotes is driving me crazy right now. I'm How the hell do we say no if they if they retain half of Eric Carlson's salary for Yes Blue Army? How do you do that? I don't know. Frank just blew my mind. I am just vibing right now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that again in a second. Liam, I love what you said about rewarding players because the small key to the game I had written down today was exactly that. Reward Dylan Holloway. This guy is starting to play better. He's starting to get some confidence. He's had some good games. Play him more. Play him more. We're going to get to the Oilers lines in a second. I see we got the Coyotes lines ready to go as well. So I'll have more on this in just a second. But Dylan Holloway, like that last game against Washington. Yeah, north of 10 minutes. Yeah, he was on the ice late in that hockey game. That is great. Keep giving him more. The Oilers had tremendous numbers, as Liam put here on the graphic. Like 10 shots for only five against when Holloway was on the ice against Washington. That is good. Take that, play him more. Simple as that. Let's get to our lineups for tonight, starting with the visitors, the Arizona Coyotes. Jay, you mentioned this is a hardworking team. Yes, this is a team that lacks talent. Yes, Travis Boyd with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz is your top line. Nick Bukestad with Lawson Krause and Matthias Macelli, who is a sleeper Calder Trophy candidate, eight points in his last 10 games. Jack McBain with Christian Fisher and Liam O'Brien, who's one of the few tough guys left in the NHL. Barrett Hayton and Dylan Gunther, they may be going 11-7 and seven tonight with Yuso Valimaki, the former Flame, listed on their fourth line. The D pairings for Arizona, oh my God. Like I wish I could, I could read off these D pairings in front of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl because they should be licking their chops at the chance to go up. Yeah, top pairing, good. Chikorin and Goss Despair. Bottom four, it's Josh Brown with J.J. Moser. Patrick Nemeth with Troy Stetcher. This is an American Hockey League blue line for the most part. Not good. This is another reason why I would have split up McDavid and Dreisaitl tonight because you then could have had one of them getting an absolute gravy matchup at all times. Sure, one of them has to go up against Chikorin and Gostas Bear. Sure, 
When they come off the ice, that's Chikorin and Gostaspair. The other one of the big guns rolls out and you dominate. The Oilers lines tonight, uh, the big note is that Zach Hyman will play. He is back in the lineup. He missed last game with an undisclosed injury. I also heard there may have been a bit of an illness playing a role in that, but these are your lines. McDavid with Dreisaitl and Hyman. Nuge with Yanmark and Yamamoto. James Hamblin with Dylan Holloway and Yesu Pugliarvi. There might be something there. I think that third line, if you play them right, could have a really effective game for this Oilers team. Devin Shore with Clem Costin and Derek Ryan is your fourth line. Your deep pairings, Nurse with CeCe, Kulak with Barry, Broberg with Bouchard. And that is how the Oilers are going to line up. Jay, I would love your take on this. I, I said my piece. I wish McDavid and Dreisaitl were split up in this hockey game. What do you make of that? Well, I, I told you, like, it's... It, 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 it's a signal that we're scared. The fact that we have to keep them together against the Arizona Coyotes, of course you want to split yeah. them up. They can individually feast on the, on those defense. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Also, ISO cam on Jacob Chikram tonight, everyone. Be really nice to him. If you see him out in public, try to convince him of reasons why he should want to play in Edmonton. Introduce him to a donor. Buy him a donor if you see him. Bye, Jacob Chikrin, a donor. Uh, the chat is buzzing right now. Um, the reaction to uh, Frank dropping in that Pugliarvi for Carlson at 50% retained. I am still chewing on the meat that was Frank tossing that out there. Uh, Tyler Mulek said, boom. Spencer said, mind blown. Parker just said, what? Corb said, Frank dropping the spice. Okay. There is no so anyway. No, I mean, the reality is is the <laughs> Sharks would never in, entertain that offer. If they're eating half the salary, that's the thing. Like it was a hypothetical. That's so I was like, well, you gotta like they have to throw in so much for them to eat that cap space. You just the sharks would say no in a heartbeat. Like I, no or, one says yes to that hypothetical. It's not who says no, it's just who can get no out of their mouth first. It didn't feel. It doesn't feel real. Like, why would? Yeah, like I agree with you. Why would either team say yes? Like, I, I, I don't. Sorry, the Sharks. Why would the Sharks say yes? And then, so what was it? Fifty percent of eleven point five. Yeah. So Carlson would be down to five point seven five million for the next four years. From a <sighs> Sharks perspective, the Oilers have to sign Bouchard, Skinner, and yep. McLeod this offseason. I think you would need to have, if you're the Oilers, you say no until you have a backdoor deal for Tyson Barry somewhere. Because I think we could agree, Carlson for $1.25 million more than Barry, that's worth it. Yeah. Yes. Losing Pugliarvi is whatever, cost of doing, cost of doing business. <laughs> From a Sharks perspective, you can look at it glass half full, glass half empty. On one hand, it'd be like, hey... They have 20-some million dollars of dead cap space for the next four years. On the other hand, they don't plan on competing for that chunk of time. It frees up a roster spot for a young guy, and it does also save them 20-some million dollars in cap space over the next four years. So you get Pugliarvi, who's a former top-five pick, a guy who you're maybe just taking a flyer on and hoping he gels with some of your young pieces, and you're getting out of the Carlson money. Maybe it's not that insane. Like you're just you're just like making it up for sake of argument, right? Because everything you just said is crazy. How? What's crazy about that? Them losing that big chunk of money from why, their payroll? Why, would, why would the Sharks be satisfied with just Yesapuli Arvi 
to eat up that much cap space when they're giving away one of the best defensemen presently in the league. They have to turn that into the future or some kind of future asset. It's not Puliarvi. Puliarvi is a cap dump for us in this equation. You have to give them a. You'd have to give them a first round pick, or you'd have to give them a Bouchard or a Broberg. Like, you have like they can't just turn it into that. They can't. They have to turn it into more. I think one of the things too is. I think one thing too is say hypothetically they get Bedard, then they're going to have three years of dead cap space from Carlson whilst they have Bedard. Like they're probably going to want to be contending for a playoff spot at least. So to not have four million whilst you have Connor Bedard on that good of a deal, or whoever it is, right? Like they're probably going to not want to waste that much money. Liam, okay, Liam. Put right. on your San Jose Sharks jersey, please. You're a San Jose Sharks number one fan now. Okay. Your team the only just fan. traded Eric Carlson, half retained for Yessa Pugliarvi. How do you mm-hmm. feel? Not How do you awesome. Feel? Not okay. great. If they had if okay, picks then- in there, I would feel better. If there was picks, how, how, I think I'd change this thing Yes, exactly. You can't do something no. like that and not, not turn into some future assets. There's got to be. I think they the Oilers would have to throw in some picks. We had to throw First in picks. Like the we in the Brett Kulak deal. First off, our technical producer, Alex Allard, is a Senators fan, and he just said in our chat, can you imagine having your team trade Eric Carlson? That's hilarious, Alex, and I do feel for you. <laughs> Any whom, and who made this point in the chat? Because I want to give credit to them. Um, Kyler. What did they get for Brent Burns, Jay? They literally gave away Brent Burns for basically nothing and had to keep money. And he's better than Carlson. Is he? How much better is he than Carlson, though? Okay. He's older. It's debatable. But he's better in his own How much did they retain? How much did they retain? Wasn't it 25%? 2.72 million for this year and two more. So three okay, full seasons they get? They money. And what did they get? The deal was Brent Burns along with Lane Peterson for Etu McAniemi, Steven Lorenz, and a conditional third round pick. How old is Brent Nothing. Burns? So they, they got a bunch of assets, future assets. Steven Lorenz is not really a future asset. He's a bottom six guy. E2 McAniemi is like a C-level prospect, and it's a conditional third-round pick. Yes, Apuliarvi is more valuable than that. Yeah, but Carlson's also more valuable. I think Carlson's more valuable than Brent Burns. He's, he's five years younger. He makes more money. 100%. He's not as good defensively. And his contract's he, longer. But people uh, probably see the numbers way more, and that makes him more valuable, no? I think – so if you could add one, let's say for free, you could add Carlson or Burns to the Oilers for this season. Who would you add? Carlson. For one season. Just this year. Carlson, because Carlson probably right now Car- is on fire. I think Carlson too, just because I think, see, like I think you said, when I would we take spoke the about the offense is the best defense. Burns is if I could replace Carlson with Barry, but Carlson has more points. 
I don't care how much you shoot. Yeah, Bouchard sure. shoots 20 shots a game and he has three goals. Like, the age difference alone is, is, is worth it. We're essentially asking has- to dump a player. We're a, a, a dump a player that we're probably not going to be able to keep and get Eric Carlson in return at half retained. Like, just think about how crazy that is. That is not a comparison to Brent Burns. It is not. Disagree. He's, he's another defenseman that the Sharks had to keep money and trade for basically nothing or for minimal assets. That's comparable. All right. It's a different situation. Like, like it's it's a it, they're two different situations because now they've already made the Burns yeah. move, and now they got somebody uh, back to his Norris caliber potential. And but, and a few people have made this point in the chat. Few people have made this point in the chat. Carlson's having a resurgence. Yes, you don't know if this is sustainable. What if this isn't? What if Carlson goes oh, back? Well, to you know what? Yesterday, could be a hundred-point winger next year. So fuck. What are we even talking about? Yeah, but like we know he's not because wow. he's never been a hundred-point winger. Eric Carlson had a bad year. Eric last Carlson year. being Eric Carlson. Like once again, let me preface with this: with it's not happening. The fact that like th- this is happening. just there to get this debate going. But like, if that's the goddamn trade, how do you not do it? But then how do you see value from the Sharks? Like, that's what I'm asking. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate. Why would the Sharks say yes? It's, I, I agree. We're probably wasting a lot of time on something that's just <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, we got to keep moving along here on the show. So let's get to some betting talk for this evening. We touched on it very briefly earlier on. But what do we think for tonight, Liam? What do you got? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I am assuming the others are going to score some goals tonight. So I'll chase the juice a little bit and go with my... David and Dreisaitl are both to score. And also Nugent Hopkins shot prop. I believe he's hit this now in two of three or something like that. So he's shooting the puck a little bit more. I was looking at Dreisaitl shot prop too because it was plus money at 105. But he also hasn't hit it, which is kind of strange considering he's playing with McDavid. So I don't know. I feel like if you're chasing the juice a little bit. I did tease that if we hit our light goal of 46, I would give out a risky play. But we're only at 42 right now. So if you want to hear the risky play, you got to get us to 46 likes. Jay, what do you like this evening in the hockey game, courtesy of our friends at Betway 19 Plus? Please play responsibly. Damn, they don't have him listed as a goal scorer. I was going to, uh, Betway doesn't have him listed as a goal scorer. I would have gone Dylan Gunther to score back in his home barn uh, just to support that Oil King. Um, okay, I went Oilers minus three and a half because that's what should happen. I've got Oilers to win over six and a half, Connor two points. And FYI, Arizona Coast puck line plus 475. You're not actually betting that. I said FYI. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, can we get, how about this? Liam, you wanted a juicy play? I got a parlay yeah. that is paying 70 to 1. Woo wee. Let's go. These, these always hit. <laughs> hey, they will tonight. <laughs> yeah, have the faith, Liam. Here we go. We Oilers minus for Carlson. So let's believe. <laughs> Oilers minus three and a half goals. Okay. Yes. Oilers to win the first period. Drysaddle and McDavid That's... to each score. And Drysaddle and McDavid to each get a power play point. Six legs, seventy to one. Bang. Isn't it sad that the riskiest one is the first period to win out of all of those? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I was like, damn, that we got to be careful on that one. You, you had me. <laughs> now I'm lost. Uh, yeah, no, that is fair. That is really fair. Uh, if you like my favorite straight bets for tonight, I am uh, all on Zach Hyman shot prop. Return to the lineup. I think he'll be ready to roll. And uh, I do like the power play point parlay between Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as well, which I think you can get at like plus 110. Them each to grab a power play point. I think that'll happen here tonight. But the Hyman shot prop is my favorite bet of the game. And I'm going to do a little sprinkle on our boy Zach Hyman to find the back of the net as well. He's been close. He's been itching. I, I think he's going to grab one tonight. So Hyman goal, Hyman shot prop. Those are what I'm rolling with, uh, rolling with for my bets. Why not? Why not? As well. All right. It is a short forward giant game day for the Edmonton Oilers as they get set to take on an Arizona Coyotes team. That is not that good. An Arizona Coyotes team that has only scored 13 times in their last five games. An Arizona Coyotes team that has won just once in their last 10 games and is wrapping up a 14-game road trip. The Oilers... A little nod to Sherwood Ford. They better get a giant victory here tonight. Thanks for tuning in to Oilers Nation every day. Live from the Sports Closet studio, sportscloset.ca, for the sports fan in your life this Christmas. That's the only spot you need to go. 
order online, Short Park Mall, St. Albert Mall, or Kingsway Mall as well. Our friends at Soho Yeg, if you want somewhere to go for the game tonight or maybe lunch today, they do have lunch specials and they have Oilers game day specials, including a pint and a slice for just over eight bucks. You cannot get a better deal than that anywhere on a game day when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. Thanks for tuning into the show today. A big thanks to Frank Saravalli for dropping a big bomb when he came as well. We'll be back tomorrow to recap what we hope is a big Oilers victory. Cheers, everybody.